Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. All right, this is Matt Prater. I've uh, been a fan of yours ever since I was a little kid, and that's because you had such a great plant foot. You know, us kicking nerds, when, when you watch film, you're like, gosh, I want to be that guy, and I want to be that guy because of his plant foot. And now here you are in the special teams lounge. Yeah, it's cool. Thanks for having me. It's nice finally talking to you. Yeah, this is cool. So I'm going to go way back in the vault, and we're going to talk about Lonnie Paxton. Okay. LP. So yeah. he was on the special teams lounge, and he told me once upon a time that you guys crossed paths in, in Denver. Right, yeah. He came uh, to Dales and uh, snapped there a couple years and then ended up retiring. But yeah, Lonnie's the man. He's awesome. And now you're mentoring and kind of coaching up Jack Fox, so it's kind of cool to see the the passing on of, of good dudes on good dudes. For sure. Jack Jack's doing it all on his own, though. I've just kind of <clears throat> been there to give him a little bit of guidance just through experience and He's doing all on his own. He's just, he's so talented and he's doing a good job. Great mindset, easy to work with, awesome on game day, which is a big thing. Um, yeah, it's fun working with him. He's doing a great job. So both of you guys absolutely, you guys cause property damage to footballs. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, both you guys are probably, you know, in baseball terms, plus power. If you were as good at punting as you are kicking, and Jack was as good at kicking, or at uh, yeah, kicking as he is punting. Who do you think would win in that in that match? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Are you talking about thirty six year old me or like twenty five <laughs> year old maybe? I'm talking about you, fresh out of Orlando. Fresh out of Orlando, man. That was so long ago, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I used to be able to kick it. I feel like I could compete with anyone leg strength wise back then. Um, I didn't know where it was going all the time, but I definitely swung for the fences. But um, I don't know. It'd be, it, would, it would be fun to go out and do that. But Jack has uh, in camp, you know, and I'm warming up off the sticks. He's come out and he ended up hitting one, I think, from 70. And I was like, all right, I'm, just get over here and start holding again. Let's get, come on. <laughs> but he absolutely crushes the ball. Get on down there, Jack. Just <laughs> right. stop yeah. stealing. This is my show, right. rookie. <laughs> So my uncle always says about power, especially in golf, that power comes from the ground up. Where does your power come from? Um, honestly, I think I think it got, some guys are different. I'm not a, you know, like a very big guy, so I'd say the leg speed um, is where the power would I'd say it would come from a lot of quad. <clears throat> I mean, dude, you just you pound the football, and when I would when I would watch you in, in Denver, because that's probably in my mind's eye, where do I see Matt Prater hitting balls? It was just on CBS. They always had, I don't know, CBS always has better cameras than Fox. Just that's why I visually see you in, in that uniform. And, you know, the way that you've always hit the ball, man, a pretty simple swing. Yeah, I try. I don't know. It's like anything else. Keep it simple, stupid for me. Um, the less things in the approach and follow through and everything else, the less things to screw up. Um, and I think I heard Jack saying it before. Uh, I, I swing hard at everything, whether it's a – uh, you know, a 20 yard field goal or a, a 60 yard field goal. I swing close to the same. Um, yeah. When I try to finesse it, which, you know, everyone's different. That's just cool. I think Jack was talking about that too. Everyone has different, a little bit different swings and different things, the way they approach it, how they attack it. 
Uh, for me personally, I I have to attack the ball. When I'm, when I'm not attacking it is when I'm kind of spraying it and inconsistent. It's funny, Bryson DeChambeau is a guy I've talked about on the show before. I, I got a chance to run into him. He was probably the most talked about participant at the Masters tournament this year. And that's one thing that he talked about is putting as much force into the golf ball as possible. And he does it. And look at what happens. He's hits the ball the farthest. Look at what you're talking about. Same thing. Leg speed, putting force in the ball. And you're one of the one of the guys, even though you're nearing the ripe old age of 40, <laughs> you're still plus power, man. I appreciate it. Not very many moving parts, a repeatable swing. I just bring that up because I think when people think of Matt Prater, the number one thing that comes into their mind is, dude, you've hit a 64-yard field goal in a game. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't tell the full story. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've definitely evolved over the years. Um, like coming out of college, I had a jab. I used to watch the snap. I didn't know any better. Um, my plant foot that you mentioned earlier, I used to actually have problems with that. So I had to really work hard at that, get my plant foot out wide enough. And I used to be, you know, I'm sure you've worked with plenty of guys, you know, that you call it a pigeon toe with your plant. I used to be a big pigeon toe, uh, plant foot, uh, kicking, you know, kicker coming out of college. And I had to really work on that get, making sure it was wide enough. And, um, I tried to have my plant foot aiming direct, like dead center of the uprights if we're playing in the dome. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's you're always working and trying to find things to improve on or else, you, you know, you probably, I, I think for me, if I didn't work at it and try to fine tune things from year to year and make improvements, I probably still wouldn't be kicking. Yeah. You, you would be, you'd be out of a job, but isn't it kind of crazy? Isn't for it sure. kind of crazy to think that the swing that got you into the NFL is no longer the swing that you're using that's kept that's right. that's kept yeah. you in the NFL? Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's like, you know, other athletes as you age, you gotta evolve with the game and um, you know, your some of your old strengths might not, not be your strengths anymore, but you can still like for me, I still attack it and you know, I give it close to what I have most every kick. Is there a kick that comes to mind that is, you know, something that you'll always remember? Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been playing a while. I think the hardest kick I've ever attempted, I I don't even remember how many years it was, um, ago now it's three or four years ago at Chicago. Uh, I remember we were playing, um, was, I think right around the two minute warning coach Caldwell is still the coach. So it had to be at least three seasons ago. And, um, it was pretty windy, cold. I think it was December. Connor Barth was the kicker still. And we were going into the wind. And going into the wind, um, it was a diagonal wind, left to right, in, in my face. And I remember in pregame, I said my my line was maybe 50 that way. The other way, anything, because it was blowing 20 miles an hour at least. It was pretty cold. And so we were, we're down there. I think it was a tied game. And uh, Stafford threw a quick pass or something. He gets tackled. And I think he got tackled right around the, the 35. And I remember Coach Caldwell looked back at me, and I just gave him a nod as I jogged on the field. And I remember Sam's like, where do you want to play this? I said, I'm, I'm playing it just outside that left upright and I'm going to kick the shit out of it. That's all I did. You know, I'm basically, and I don't, I don't ever like to aim outside the uprights, but that was, it was that type of wind. And, um, when I hit it, I hit it about as good as I could. And when it first came off my foot, it went right on the line where I was playing it, which usually doesn't happen that well. So their guys look up and seeing it going outside the uprights and their guys are all celebrating, waving no good. And then you watch it just, drift back, drift back, and drops about six inches right over the crossbar and went in. And we ended up winning the game from that. It was crazy. That was the hardest. If I kicked that 
field goal 10 more times, I might make it one more time, maybe. And it was good by probably less than six inches, you think? Inch, yeah, maybe. Oh I don't God. know. Not much. And so that was three, three years ago or so. Yeah, three, four years ago, That's maybe. That's so cool. Yeah, that was a tough one. I'll never forget that one. Just, I don't know, just thinking back on it, I, remember, I can kind of almost feel the wind as I'm, you know, getting the spot and Sam Martin was holding and just feeling the wind and in the moment, just little de- minor details. I can remember all that stuff. It's pretty was cool. Was it a cold wind? Yeah, it was cold. It was probably, I don't know, maybe mid 30s. Oh my God. Low 30s. Yeah, it was cold. My hands, my hands are sweating. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I grew up in Florida. I'm not a big cold weather guy either. So it's taken me some time to get used to that. Oh my too. gosh. It would. I'm from Dallas. I'm actually from Highland Park. I mean, I can I can see Highland Park football field from my my uh, my window, and that's where Matt Stafford used to hang out with him right. in the in the summer times. Right. Yeah. So you're not you're not a big cold weather guy oh, either. No thanks. It's like 60 degrees here in Dallas this weekend. I'm like, oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's 60 would be nice. Yeah, dude. So you had a you've had a pretty eventful season so far. Yeah, um, definitely not my best year. Um, having ups and downs, and I don't know. I feel like when you know, for guys, I don't care what you do, what whatever profession, you're gonna have ups and downs. Is um, I think just sticking with it mentally, being confident, going into it, maybe making minor adjustments, but not trying to reinvent the wheel and keep attacking it and it'll straighten itself out. And I think, um, you know, it's kind of been frustrating. I've been hitting the ball really well in practice and in the games. Then I just had, you know, one screw up, almost one screw up a, a week in a team setting and it happened to be in the game. So it's, you know, it's been a little frustrating, but then in, um, at the same time in um, big moments, the end of the game where the, the team needs us to step up and make a kick or whatnot, we've come through on that. So that's the positive part of it, but yeah, it's been frustrating. I'm, de- I'm definitely, I've missed, a lot more kicks than I've, you know, that I'm used to. And, uh, I expect to make all those kicks. I should have made them. Um, it's on me and I got to learn from it and hopefully it won't repeat itself. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of high school kids and middle school kids and then all kinds of people that are, that are listening. And how do I deal with a missed field goal? Right. And here you are talking, you know, right in the thick of it. So how, how are you dealing with it emotionally? Yeah. Uh, Cause you, you sound pissed off. Like you don't like missing. Yeah. No, I, I, de- I definitely get, really pissed off anytime there's a miss because I, like I said, I expect to make everything I go out to attempt. Um, but yeah, it's frustrating. Um, uh, cause there are definitely kicks I expect to make. Um, but you just got to keep working at it and, you know, try to learn, figure out what the reason is that you're, you're missing these kicks and whatnot and try to, I, I don't know, attack it head on and get it straightened out. You know, if you have, everyone's going to miss here and there. Um, I think it, you know, for the younger kickers, if, you know, say, you're hitting the ball really well all day, then maybe you pull one in the game. I don't think you need to, you know, plan on pulling it again. I think, you know what, that's, that's the human factor. I made a mistake. I pulled that one. I felt it, or I saw the result and figure out what, why you pulled it and don't repeat it. But I don't think, especially for the young guys, if you know, you, you push one, pull one, you don't need to adjust everything you're doing because of one bad kick. Everyone's going to screw up once in a while. Yeah. Look, in no way am I trying to, uh, compare you to Tiger Woods and what happened at the Masters, because that, I don't think it's you know a, a full comparison. But this is what I want to draw. Tiger had a ten. He had a ten. This was the first double-digit score on a hole in his entire professional career. This is the greatest golfer to ever play. And what I found so interesting that was not talked about much was 
the dude went out and birdied every single hole after that at Augusta. And it's like, you're at the later start, later part of your career. You could have honestly been cut a couple of weeks ago because you didn't get out of your own way. Right. 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 Dude, you just kicked the game winner this past week. And I think three weeks ago, you had the game winning PAT from 48 yards on the left hash. That was insane, by the way. That was insane. That's the longest extra point I've ever attempted or even thought about trying to kick an extra point. It was was crazy. You know, it's the cool thing about your career. And again, like like I said earlier, I've been watching you for a long time, you know, at least from the, like we were talking about earlier, the, you know, technical side man i'm learning a lot emotionally from you right now like i feel like i'm growing up with you (laughs) (laughs) right it's cool yeah um yeah but you're like i said before you're always you know learning evolving and um trying to improve but yeah uh, i don't know I, i try to keep it as simple as i can this is matt prater he is the current kicker for the detroit lions coming off a big game winning field goal and he also had a big game winning pat which happened to be longer than the field goal that i think you kicked no i'm wrong you had a 59 59er yeah yeah jeez yeah stressful stressful games can i mean dude can you just go straight up to Stafford and be like hey man like I understand we all have a job here and look, I'm happy to come out here and like, you know, clean up your mess. But like, can you, can you like, it's like my wife, can you be a little bit less messy out there? <laughs> no, he, it, it, you know, it's crazy is to set that up they kicked a field goal to tie it. And then when they were kicking off, there was only 16 seconds um, left in the game. So, and you know, uh, Hopkins kicked a touchback. So we get the ball to 25 Stafford goes, bam, bam. Uh, I think um, their rookie DN uh, had a personal foul. We're at the 50 Stafford. I think there's six seconds left. Quick slant to Marvin, get down, call timeout and field goal. So he, I can't complain about Stafford. He, he, he moved the ball all the way down the field, basically in 16, no, 13 seconds to even set up a long field goal. It's just crazy. And it, uh, it's just one thing too, with, with Stafford, you know, quarterback, and it doesn't matter how much time's left. If we need someone to drive the, you know, the, the team right down to getting a touchdown or a field goal. That guy comes through almost every single time. It's like we get the ball and we had a couple timeouts. I start kicking the net. I'm like, dude, he's going to get it close to at least give us an opportunity to kick a field goal here. Wow. Dude, it's fun to watch. That- it's fun. It's fun. It's kind of like I'm watching and like, holy shit, he's really going to make this happen. But then at the same time, I'm trying to kick in the net and make sure I don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, wow. Wait, oh, wait, that's me who's right. the, uh, the the final character of this uh, play, so to right. speak. For sure. <laughs> so when did you start warming up again? Like for that, for the game uh, basically, winner? Basically, as soon as uh, they were getting ready for um, the field goal, I think it was a 41-yarder from the right hash. Um, as soon as they were getting out there for it and I saw how much time was left, I was like, yeah, you know, I should get loose just in case. So I hit a few and then kick the touchback and I'm standing there by the dead. I got it on the stand and then quick pass and move it down about 20 yards. I'm like, okay, they only need realistically another 15 yards to have a shot. So start kicking it. And then, uh, they got it to the 50. So I'm looking like, well, they're either going to throw a short pass and complete it, or they're going to send me out there for a crazy long field goal, which what the hell I'll try it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Were you excited? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was so excited. After, anytime after like a, a longer kick like that for the game, um, you know, once it leaves your foot, you can't do anything. But then once you, once you peek up and you see, and you know, it's going through, that's, 
I, I almost black out. I don't even know what I say, <laughs> what I do, who I hug. I don't, yeah, it's fun. God, is that what keeps you like coming back to the game? Oh, man, I don't know. I I love it. It's it's so much fun playing, and uh, you know, there's nothing like being in the locker room and the relationships, um, the coaches, players, management, owners. Um, just been, football has done so much for my family and I, and it's just. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to completely leave the game at this point. That's the number one thing I'm grateful for. For sure. It's the, it's the friends. It's the relationships. Mm, for sure. And that's what the game's really all about. I mean, we could talk about plant foot and like, you know, technique and all that stuff, but I think we're, we're unique. I think even as kickers, it's like you really have the ability to become, you know, make special bonds. For sure. And it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, you go on the, go on the foot week, going to work i get to go play football and hang out it's i enjoy myself it's like an escape from reality with you know everything with the covid stuff going on and politics and everything going on the last few months when we go into you know you go and go to football in the locker room the facility and everything else it's it's like your own little happy place almost you know there's no stress and the only pressure you have is what you put on yourself and i think uh if you expect you know, to make everything and you're confident in it, usually the results come with it. So I, I, I really enjoy myself going into work, hanging with the guys, relationships, and just being a part of it. It's a lot of fun. Well, you didn't have to teach Jack Fox that that mindset. I think he kind of has that. That's, For sure. That's just the, who he is. Hey, he just kind of enjoys hanging out. And it's, it's kind of a unique situation that both you guys got paired up. Yeah, no, it's awesome. We definitely, you know, get along and gel pretty good and have a good relationship for sure. Hats off to the GM or whoever made that decision. I mean, at the end of the day, you've seen players come and go, and I'm sure there's holders, and you don't have to give me their names, but those probably weren't, you know, the best holders or best guys, and you just didn't connect. But hey, there's a connection that you're making with this young guy, right? For sure. And Jack, Jack coming in, he came out early. He he actually um, stayed with my family and I for I don't know a month, maybe two months before season started. We we're working out in my garage because we couldn't go to the gym or do anything. So I, you know, I bought some equipment. We were working out and going to the field a few times a week. It was awesome. I usually train on my own and do everything on my own. And this year we were going out to the field, working out with other college kickers, punters, snappers. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. I plan on doing that every off season moving forward. And I try to get more and more guys because when you get out and I don't care who you are, you're going out and you're doing, you know, kicking field goals, punting, kicking off. You're always competing. You, I, anytime I go kick, I don't care who I'm kicking with. I'm trying to be the best. You know, I don't need to say anything or act a certain way. I just go out, approach it, and I'm confident, and I expect to make them all. And if someone else does the same, awesome. They're That's great. But I expect anytime I go out, I'm competing. I'm always trying to be the best kicker on the field. Well, you've been doing it for a long time, and it's really been fun to watch your career. I appreciate it. I mean, it. dude, you really you really have done it, not, not, not only just for one team, but I, Detroit's your second right. franchise that you've, yeah. you've you know been full – full active with mm -hmm. it's hard to and i always ask this question you know what's the difference in getting a job and, and keeping one in the nfl getting a job i think is probably the hardest just because the opportunity there's only 32 jobs and once a team especially as a veteran in there they don't they want to have to worry about the specialist um and keeping a job i think is just being consistent um, to the best you can. Um, yeah. And for kickers and punters too, like those, those crucial moments at the end of games are 
you know, right before halftime, those, those are big kicks. Those are important kicks. Um, so coming through on, you know, a lot more of those than you miss and just being consistent, man, this is a great quote from you quote, just go out and swing hard and hope it goes straight type thing. I don't need any more pressure on myself or think yeah. that it's anything more than it is. Yeah. Right. So you trust in your preparation, your techniques, and you, know, you put the work in, you can go out and let loose on game day, you swing hard and then everything, your body, the muscle memory and everything just takes over. Let it rip. Man, let it rip. This is Matt Prater. He's the kicker for the Detroit Lions. Dude, thank you so much for joining the the Simple Kicking Show. Uh, one last question. Are you in your pre-shot routine? Is that a little smelling salts that you, that you use? Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I started doing that so long ago when I was in Denver. Um, and I honestly, now it's just part of my routine. I, I always do it. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it does for me, but I kind of just part of the routine now. I got to tell you something really quick. When I played at LSU, they would put literally the, when I say they, the strength coaches to get us so amped up, they would take a mini Powerade bottle and put uh-huh. probably 20 or 30 in there shake and then it s- shake it up and then stick it in my face. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll make your eyes water. It'll make your eyes water <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, hey, man, this was a lot of fun. Look, no, I mean, thank you. having a, a crusty old veteran like you, just like we had Thomas <laughs> Morstead a couple weeks ago, it's a rare occurrence and it's a really cool thing. And I'm really grateful that you joined. And man, keep up, keep it up, and we'll see where this uh, this season goes for you guys. For sure. I appreciate it. It was, it was actually a lot of fun coming on here and talking to you, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Hey, Matt Prater on the, on the Simple Kicking Lounge coming to hang out and, sh- and share his wisdom.